Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan. Each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to the debauchery of drinking. And this uh, one hits home for everybody, especially us here at Blackout Diaries. That it's is... where the debauchery often ends. Yeah. Ends and mends. <laughs> Endings and mendings. Ends and mends in hospitals. In hospital stays. <laughs> Um, a lot of the stories, a lot, yeah, I was thinking about it. The majority of the stories do have some kind of hospital related, either just, just, it just makes a good button on the story, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, so, you know, it is fun. Whenever you drive through any town, doesn't matter how small it is, it always tells you which exit the hospital's at, you know? You always got to know where your hospitals are. Right. Gasoline, yeah, gas, hotel, hospital. That's what you can, mm-hmm. food, food, you know? It is. It's like the four basics. <laughs> And, if you, and then if you're in a big town and you're a big drinker, you got to learn the good hospital from the bad oh hospital. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I remember. Uh, and, and it also depends on the neighborhood, too, of course. I uh, Sure. Way back when I was a teenager, I burned myself uh, when I was a uh, chef at Pizza Hut. I burned my skin. I burned my skin off my ankle. I even got a little workers' comp for it, actually. Uh, perforating, nice. Perforating myself. Uh, um Emptying out the pasta bowl, it all came boiling water came back on me. I, oh shit! I was like hung. You're o- lucky it only hit your ankle. I know. I was like hung over in the morning. It will hit my whole lower body. <laughs> oh, okay. but then I kept working and it just stayed in my sock and then like oh, <laughs> burned yeah, it burned the skin yeah. right off. You could see right through the bone. It was crazy. And I was like, I was like, we were just like in there in the morning, you know, opening up. It was like a yeah. pizza restaurant, and I was like hung over. I was just you know whatever, still staying there. When the manager came in, he's like, what happened? Because all of this was illegal. I was under 18, you know. He's got to go to the hospital now, you know. And one of the ways. But they got this idea to like a mob doctor yeah. where there's like no record or something right. like that. <laughs> we wound up driving like it was like it was like a 10 minute drive. And I remember, uh, I remember the waitress saying that. In my neighborhood, there's like four hospitals in each quarter. I'm like, it's because you live in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> that's not. That's not <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Flex, you know. <laughs> You know you're in a bad area when they have that many hospitals and there's no skywalks or interconnected <laughs> kind of like right. this is not a campus, okay? This is four competing institutions <laughs> that are just transferring like, you know, drunk injured people uh throughout them. Right, like rival schools or something like that going across from each other. Um But yeah, we had several hospital stories. So on today's show, we're going to tell some personal stories and we're going to have uh recorded sets from a couple different people that mm-hmm. have uh Hospital sets without them, and I guess. Aficionados of hospitals. Absolutely. That we've met over the years at the Blackout Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you think of you, have, as like, uh, like I, I think of your falling off the roof story when they're looking at the x-ray and saying, like, you fell mm-hmm. off death, you're like calling other people in. Like, have they shown, like, doctors shown you results? <laughs> I oh, I wonder. You know That's I mean? a great question. You know? I, I lost my actual x-ray of that. And it's funny. When I show the x-ray on screen when I tell that story, yeah. once there was a surgeon there and he was like, by the way, you didn't fracture L1 and 3 like you were misdiagnosed. You know, mm-hmm. that's, and I'm like, that, that's not the real x ray. I would love to get that. You, you know, it's a funny story about that. I had an offer to get a new x ray of my back, and I actually wanted to do it, but the doctor, well, it wasn't technically a doctor. Uh, she chickened out. I don't, I don't think I've ever told you this story, but <laughs> uh, Jess has always been bugging me. Uh, to go see a chiropractor. Now, right. I you can probably imagine how I feel about chiropractors knowing me. <laughs> they are you know, frauds, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's all frauds. I don't believe in it. 
But my back was bothering me. I'm like, all right, if nothing else, she'll quit bothering me. Mm-hmm. So I go in. And I see that it's her chiro, it's Justice chiropractor. And I go in, and she's like, "See, you've had no long-term back pain, even though you walked off a roof and broke your back in three places." I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's accurate." And she's like, "That's fascinating. Like you, you've almost every one of my patients has an injury less severe than yours, <laughs> and they're always bitching about pain, and you're like perfectly here." She's like, "I'd like to X-ray you." And look at your back. And I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, that's technically not a valid reason. <laughs> Curiosity. You're not allowed to just <laughs> check stuff out. <laughs> Curiosity isn't like a, like a valid right. reason. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I, you, know, yeah. let, you know, let's just do it. And she's like, well, technically. And then she's like looking at my file because like, I've also broken ribs and everything. Yeah. She's like, you, you're technically at the maximum <laughs> for like chest x-rays. <laughs> <laughs> like over a lifetime, right? Absolutely. And I'm like, you know, what's one more? You know, <laughs> not, right? <laughs> so, I, so what do you tell me, Doc? I gotta go out there and do a fresh back injury. I mean, I could do that, but I don't want to compromise the results. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. A lifetime of X-rays <laughs> filled up. <laughs> then the fraud comes. Then the insurance companies start saying, "Okay, what's going on down there?" <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but Sean, we are here. Uh, we missed last. We missed a week's show. I was out. Mm-hmm. I was out out of commission. I know you had um, hospital stuff with your kids. We'll get to that a little bit later. But I was actually in the hospital. I had to put a stay in for uh, a pretty long time. We were in there for like twelve days, almost two weeks. Twelve. Whoa, two. That's like a Caribbean cruise. Yeah, it was uh... <laughs> in a hospital. <laughs> All right. The worst place in the world. Um... <laughs> I had uh, old fat. It, it started with old fashioned Irish neglect. You know, I had a bug for a mm-hmm. while for a couple weeks that I thought like yep. uh, you know would go. It, did, it would go back and forth, back and forth. And then it got to a point where like okay, this is. I was just spitting out stuff and I'm like okay, this is this is not getting better. Obviously, yeah. The old <laughs> ignoring is not getting better. I went to. Uh, I had I had a, it turns out I had uh, pneumonia and like sepsis in my lung. But I go to urgent care, and I get this guy first, which is like you know it's a. I, I went to a bad one. It was like a really greyhound of, uh, of like hospitals. This guy, this guy, this guy, I knew it was bad. The first guy comes out, he had like these like antlers on, but not, not even like holiday theme, not like Valentine's hearts or shamrocks. At least something, if I just general purple balls. Like he, I don't know if you watch Patch Adams or if that was his inspiration, you know. And he's just like. All he cared about, he tested me for COVID. He's like, good news. You don't have COVID. He's all excited. <laughs> I'm like, great. What about the other thing that I came in for, you know, that I'm kind of <laughs> crippling dying? I'm, it's ruining my life. Yeah, I can't. I'm sleeping, <laughs> sitting upright. I can't lie down, and I'm pour, pure <laughs> pouring sweat. Um, he gave me, like, a Z-Pack or something else, you know, whatever, and, like, sent me on my way. And then I was mm-hmm. back for a couple of days. I'm like, all right, I'll try these. Anti- I'll try this stuff. And then I'm, like, just, like, you know. It's getting worse. I'm like sweat. I'm like you know sweating and like in a blanket with a Gatorade, watching Aquaman two. I'm like, is this is this how I'm gonna die? <laughs> you know, like, like <laughs> watching a DC movie right. that they didn't even want to release. It was so yeah. bad. Do you remember real quickly? They claimed they lost that movie in the cloud and couldn't find it. 
That's how bad it was. They're like, we lost the files. You're like, what? I how love, does that happen? I love, you know? those, like, I love those movies that just have fucking problems and they just keep keep pushing it, pushing it back and making excuses. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. We lost it in the cloud. <laughs> coming up with it. There's another movie coming out that week that's an ocean documentary. We feel there's too much overlay. Like every week there was a new excuse why they couldn't <laughs> couldn't release that. Oh, my. that's hilarious. That would be amazing if that's your last. Yeah, I actually like, thought vision that. on earth. <laughs> <laughs> is Gatorade Zero an Aquaman too? Um, so then I'm like, okay, well, this is. I need to go back. So I went to uh, a doctor online. Told me like, now you need a chest X-ray. So I go, I go to another uh, urgent care, one that has a chest X-ray. And this guy, right. this guy was the opposite. He gave me the X-ray. Once he saw the results, he did not have a good poker face. He was just <laughs> like, he came back a completely different man. And um, <laughs> he gave me a, um, you know, he he gave me he, he I think he gave me like a prayer card. Basically, he's like, here's a t- take one of these. You know, he's like, I'm just like, man, I'm just get like, your affairs in order. Right, Find yeah. a lawyer. Yeah, Do you have like, an estate, sir? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just like, man, I'm really, really glad you came in. I'm really glad you decided this. Like, thinking, like, were you, were you thinking yeah. of just not doing it and just ending it? Just like, because he's like, because that's what you're on the verge of. You can either yeah. <laughs> keep going. He's like, and I never suggest any of this. He's like, you're going to have to go to the hospital. You know, we don't have what we what you need. He's like, uh, we're in Hollywood now. I would not, I'd suggest getting out of here and take driving traffic. <laughs> if I know it's yeah. a long drive, go to Santa Monica, go somewhere. <laughs> He's like, cuz you're going to you're going to be strapped in for a while. You don't want you don't want to be here. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I followed his advice, which is actually what was actually good advice. I drove out to Santa Monica. Oh, that's great. I've I've had to spend the night in an inner city, mm-hmm. terrible neighborhood hospital, and it's the worst. Yeah. It's just, it's it's almost like the gates of hell. It, like just, there's always somebody randomly screaming. Yes, as though there's tortured, and yes. then you get these announcements that are just as discord. <laughs> they'll be like, spit guard to bed five, spit guard, and five security guards, and you're like, what is going on? You I know? know, right? Yeah, you hear these moans and screamings. Yeah, from the, from yeah. the emergency room. The the, the, the announcements I, I heard in the Santa Monica one was like. Uh, well, uh, the person with the blue Tesla SUV, get it, please remove your spot from the ambulance emergency spot. <laughs> the, we need that for the emergency room. <laughs> so it was a little bit bad. So I went, I went in, went, so I did get myself ER there um, in Santa Monica, uh, and it turned out I did have, the, well, they, sh- they also gave the x-ray and had similar results, like, oh, boy, yeah, this isn't good. You have, like, uh Pneumonia and a, lot, and a bunch of bacteria. That's what they kept saying. I, the first th- the, when you first get there, it's, it's a lot of doctors, you know, telling you yeah. a lot of different things, you know. Yeah. And then you never see them after that. <laughs> but it starts off. They starts off strong. And this one, this, this one lady doctor. Turns out it was her last day. She, but she kept killing me, and she was giving me nothing but positive things. Turns out she was just yeah. making things up. She's like, well. <laughs> 70% of your lung is all bacteria, but it's okay. We can vacuum that right out, and it spits right out, you know? And she goes, now, I'm not going to be here because this is my last day. I'm like, whatever? <laughs> On this floor? <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? She just kept saying, last day. That's all she kept saying. And it's other... <laughs> then this other doctor came, uh, who who's like a specialist, like, uh, bacteria doctor or whatever. He's in... Uh, 
He's in a wheelchair, which I, which kind of made me um, trust him more than a doctor in a wheelchair. Yeah, it's, it's a good look. It's almost like like I've learned the. You, you almost yeah. assume he somehow lost his legs to bacteria, <laughs> and exactly. this is how he fights back or something <laughs> right. like that, like a comic book Professor Xavier or something. Mm-hmm. And I brought that up to him. What about uh, uh, this other doctor? Just said he can vacuum out. I goes, what? Who said that? He's like, no, no. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, no. That would blow it everywhere. That would make it much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember you sending me a text after you, you uh, spoke to the lady on her last day, and I, I don't think I really replied much, but I remember thinking, I've never heard of just vacuuming yeah. bad stuff out of a body. You said it so. Like putting a shop vac in there. And, <laughs> right. Like that's how they resuscitate, like what you said, like, like, like an aliens or something. Like just going to suck yeah. it out of the yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, body. So it was funny. So I had different, doc- different doctors would come in. And try to and try to do some weird comparisons of what it was, because I guess it was a bunch of like the problem is there's so much bacteria in there, you know, we don't know what it is, so we'll, we can't just throw an antibiotic in there. We got to find out the specific one that'll take care of it. Uh, and they're like, think of it as like uh, like an armed like a like a house armed robbery is going on, okay? You know, yeah, the house is getting robbed, but we got to meet, we got to see which one's robbing. There's some there's some innocent victims in there, you know. We gotta we gotta find out who's behind this. I'm like, okay. And, and another doctor comes in. No, what? It's actually more like tell you what it is because these are these but these parasites they don't need oxygen. They once they're in there, they're they're having a sex party in your body. And he starts like doing like these like descriptions like of hand over hand. I'm like, what? Yeah, what's going on? And, and it's, and it's going to keep growing. You know what I mean? That's a fucking orgy yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. They're having the time of their lives. That's basically what he was saying. On your dime. <laughs> um, which is less. I, of course, blame. They, they, it turns out it was like I had like a tooth bacteria that dripped down into my lungs and it got worse and worse when I neglected it. I, of course, blame uh, quitting smoking years ago for making my lungs weak. I think as soon as I as soon as I quit smoking and drinking, the, my whole body's weak. It's, it doesn't know what you know. Any any kind of any kind of evil in there. It, 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 every day you were fighting your body uh, uh, every day, so it had a uh, mm-hmm. like a kind of uh, toughness to absolutely it, you know, to survive you every day. Right now, my body surrenders to any any form of strength and weak uh, you know of evil that comes in, and it rolls right over. Look at this fucking thing! I'll kill us now. Yeah. <laughs> So in my mind, I guess, um, because I was still, you know, I was still like obviously out of it. I thought they'd give me some antibiotics, I'd be out of there. And they're like, oh, no, you're, you're not going anywhere. Um, so then they admitted me. And then, um, um, like I said, then then you don't see the doctors or ever. It's a parade of people all the time, nonstop, yeah. you know. And it's people, eh, not good. I just will say I'm a volunteer here, yeah. you know. I uh, here's a pamphlet for when you get out of here. I'm the priest, I'm the mm-hmm. chaplain, you know. There's just a yeah. thousand different people. None of them are doctors, you know. None of them can be, yeah. ever can be found. I didn't scream at a chaplain one night because my, my my floor was on the, my floor was on the same floor as a chaplain. You know, there's it's always like constant machines going off and stuff like yeah. that and screaming, you know, and like yeah. I call for it and there's nurses were nowhere to be found and one time he came in. He's like, "Hello." Uh, you know, they're always they always had that very low key, you know, yeah. voice. And I'm like, uh, "I hear the noise. Is there anything I can do?" I'm like, "Who are you?" Like, I'm just a chap. I'm like, "You're worthless," or something like that. I was like, and, and "He's like, I'm, I'll see if I can get someone of value or something like that." I later apologized to him. But I was like, "You're the last person, Father. Not for nothing, but you're the last fucking person I need to yeah. see here. You're in the wrong place." They bring in like uh, they. <laughs> it was a very LA uh, 
Santa Monica one. There was a couple times a week though. They'll bring like a, like dogs will come in. You know, like the service ones, the, the pet. Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff. The floor, yeah. the floor goes nuts for that. The nurses go nuts. You, you'll never <laughs> see a nurse, but uh, and it was it was fine. Whatever a dog and the guys like. Yeah, I used to bring them to the children's hospital, but that's that's like two hours in traffic, you know. So I just bring, we live right by we live right down here, in Marina Del Rey. So I thought I'd bring them bring them over. But yeah, the kids probably don't need to see that there, buddy. Fuck the dying kids. We don't want to do traffic for that. <laughs> but yeah, those machines. My God, that's the thing. People are like, oh, well, it must have been nice to be by, you know. Get away from it all. Be by yourself a little bit. Yeah, it, it's the most hilarious. It's, the, it's fraudulent. Alone. You're never alone because they never let you sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, you, you can't even fucking like sleep every single hour. They just turn they turn the lights on. Like, hey, I just saw you're sleeping. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I know. I thought I'd stop that. And uh, you know, <laughs> draw some blood. Check your vitals. You're at 99. Do you want to order anything? They ask you, in Chicago at least, they ask you if you want to order anything for your next meal nine times a day. They, uh, they ask you for your next seven meals in advance. That's what it's always good. <laughs> and breakfast on Wednesday. I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I learned that quick. I only went to a couple staples. They had uh, whatever the chef special of the day. No, get that out of here. You had to go to the back. Um the thing with those machines too is like the doc. Sometimes rare. There was one occasion where I had two doctors in my room and the machines were going off, and they didn't know how to turn it off. They were just like, "Oh, this is very loud. We'll come back when this thing's off." But like, don't you know how to fucking turn this thing off? I mean, <laughs> I, don't, just, I, I don't know. I, frankly, I don't even know what this machine does. I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, nurses do run that place. The, the nurses, the nurses are fun. They, they turn it over. Um, it is annoying how no one talks to each other too. Like, there's like, I feel like there's no communication. They're always okay. Now, what do you got here? Like, uh, I used to think that was done on purpose. Right. That it's like, oh, we want to make sure that our records are correct, mm-hmm. and that um, you're going to explain to me what's on my record, but I'm going to act like an idiot. Yes, yes. So that you explain. I've since come to believe no just nobody knows what's going on <laughs> like i think i like i was actually projecting competence where yes. there was none yeah that happened to me one time too because i had a couple different procedures they did like one time they did wind up like draining and uh, first they did an exploratory and looked at it or whatever and they drained some stuff and, and when we get when i got down there one i was just like okay now why are we doing this and i thought it was just like that well they need to check out you know See if they can find out. Yep, that's exactly right. Okay, you're right. She was, but like I think it was the opposite. She didn't know. She wanted to see if I knew. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um. So a lot of the nurses, uh, they're, um, they're good. I, they're, they're great. I, I can't say anything uh, bad about them because at night I would have fevers and things like that, obviously, mm-hmm. and then and I had to sing with pain. And like at first they're, they're like by the. Uh, Standards. Well, I can only give you one, you know, ibuprofen per eight hours or something. Yeah, like, yeah. fucking ibuprofen. I can, you know, I can bring that out of my goddamn. That's over the counter. I know, right. Yeah. I bring it in my fucking bathroom, you know. Yeah. And by the end, and by the end of the, the, the night of the fever, we're, we're like, I'm like a Civil War patient. They're like, okay, we'll just hook some morphine up to you. If this, if this will shut you up, they, they like give yeah. up. They just like yeah. give up, you know. Like, they, they, we've both been through it. Who, who, yeah. who do we, who does really give a shit about it? <laughs> It was funny. I had a had a few people come visit. Um, I didn't tell anyone, which turns into be a problem. Like I told, well, obviously, I told my sister, and then like then she told someone, like she told like Jeff or whatever. Then occasionally, and then once you do start telling people, they 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 just get mad at you. 
You know, and it, I've, I've been yelled at more for being in the hospital <laughs> and not telling. They want. They're telling you they wanted to know you were in the. Ho- they're right. upset they, that they weren't informed. They're upset they weren't informed. Like I'm supposed to be taking hospital selfies, putting on my Instagram story, <laughs> or like sending out these, you know, mass yeah. texts. I, I, don't, I don't want any. First of all, I don't want anyone. Not that I don't want anyone to come see whatever you want to come. I'm not going to stop you, but like I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen in a smock. First of all, there's no way not to look near death without being in a smock. You could be in there for a normal, getting your tonsils out, whatever it is, but you're in a smock. You just look like death. You completely become unshaven. You know, it's just a, it's just a fucking uh, um, bad look. Uh, But Allison Lieber, you know, she's a friend of ours. She's very into the, yeah. She's very into the homeothapy, you know, homeo whatever. Oh yes, alternative healing crystals and so on, crystals and rocks and stuff. She came Mm -hmm. in one day, but she was great, very super. But she gave me like you know just her bag full of potions, putting it in my drinks. You know, obviously take this, this, this. I couldn't, and I was so out of it. I knew what was going on. You know, I was just hooked up with just, and I'm taking it, dude. And then that night, my fever hit like 104, like the highest <laughs> it ever fucking hit. And I'm screaming and cursing her out in the middle of the night. No one knew what I was talking about. That's <laughs> hilarious. What's funny about that? That's the perfect patient for her. Is just somebody who's so drugged out that they're not going to say no to anything, right? You know, just (laughs) but you put your life in her hands. Yeah, and she had no accountability for it. What's funny is like when the regular nurses would come in, they'd see all that stuff. They'd be like, "Oh, this is great. This is all great." Like all the women agree that this is is the way to go. They all hate science. They're all like, like, well, and they love shiny prisms. They love shiny prisms. I mean, it look, you know, yeah, like, oh, this rock, this works. Put this by your shoulder. (laughs) Like what? Like I, like I, I expect that from my hippie friends, but not yeah. you. You fucking not, work yeah. here at the goddamn hospital. <laughs> uh, I, me, my buddy and I, um, Jim, who you've met before, but uh, we always thought it was hilarious. We live by the uh, art district section in Oak Park, and there used to be a homeopathic uh, store there that also yeah. did uh, like Tourette cards and would tell you your fortunes, mm-hmm. like the whole kit and caboodle. In Oak Park, very liberal town. It, everyone had these signs like, "We believe it." You know those thing, those billboards, you, or um, those lawn uh, signs. Uh, we believe in science. Mask up. Yeah, came yeah. Out during yeah, COVID, yeah, yeah. They they had one at there. Like, we believe in science. Mask up. And you're like, do you actually believe in <laughs> science? I mean, like, <laughs> you're basically telling me if I buy this green rock. I can ignore my cardiologist. Like that does not sound <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like science to me. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so by the end, when it got to around a couple weeks, it was kind of a mutual agreement that I was getting out of there. They were getting sick of me. <laughs> mutual discharge. Yep. Yeah. Mutual. Mutual. Right, or, uh, honorable discharge. Yep. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you, we actually you you had a few more months on paper uh, with the army, but right. we're gonna let you go now. <laughs> we're at port. This is a good time to say goodbye. Yeah, the Super Bowl was coming up. I already had to cancel my Vegas trip before, you know. I was like, listen, you're not going to like it if I'm here during this time at all. <laughs> it is funny, though, how the um, – it finally was. That la- that lady doctor uh, who who was on her last day who said that you want to vacuum it out, she actually wasn't wrong. They actually said not, – not as wrong as – Oh, think, really? Not as wrong okay. as you think she is, you know, something all like right. that. And they did say a last ditch effort if they couldn't find anything like in the um, culture or anything of the, of the parasites that they would put a tube in. And they what they wound up doing, putting a tube in and basically drained it all out. They didn't vacuum it out, but like it's you know it's like uh, it was a tube that drained the 
siphoned it all out. Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> they scheduled that. The, the wheelchair doctor's like, I think it was a Saturday night, and then he's like, uh, I scheduled that for Monday. You know, it's the weekend. Nobody's around, you know. And Sunday's going to rain. <laughs> they act like, like these all, all these doctors just check out nine to five like they're at the fucking <laughs> at the power I think it's plant. a car dealership right. or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then like ten, five minutes later, as soon as he walked out of the door, they wheeled me down for procedure. And then they're like, oh, no, they called us in for this. We love coming in on a Saturday. Are you kidding me? We, we build them for like four hours. The thing takes 20 minutes. It's great. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, CJ, you know what might be uh, funny to bring up before we bring our first story? I was thinking of this because uh, I was reading a couple studies mm-hmm. uh, in anticipation of this hospital thing. And I like the idea of the mutual discharge because, believe it or not, there's been studies on this with hospitals for drunk patients. Yeah. And what they found is that hospitals almost always discharge drunk uh, patients too soon. Like, they basically, hospitals don't want to have them. There's nowhere else to send them. Right. Hospitals get them, and there's this kind of mutual leaving. And what this study did, between 2013, 214, actually 215,000 patients were admitted to a single hospital in France due to alcohol uh, intoxication. And one-third of them are discharged with a BAC limit uh, over 0.05, which is the legal limit in, in France. Sure. So basically 33% of the people are still being sent away blind drunk. That's a low number. 0.5 is France's DUI numbers? That is a low. I mean, all of Europe is like that. Like, you know, yeah, like all of Europe, it's like tr- one beer. That's true. Although I will say those roads, that might be accurate. Those roads are crazy <laughs> out there, you know? And it's a lot of wine, so it doesn't, maybe it doesn't hit as hard. But I just love that idea of, like, this fucking guy's obnoxious. Like, right. the, the minute he can stand up straight without falling over, get him out of here, it, you it, know? It, yeah, and what are we going to tell a drunk he can't go? You ever try to do that? It's <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's, it's probably how he got in this place to begin with. So, yeah, no, I'm not... And I'm not even his friend. I'm not going to tell him, no, you want to go? Go, go ahead. You got your bandaged go. up. We, we, it's out of our hands. I love... <laughs> I love sending a drunk out there with ba- just bandage on the head going out there. You're fine. That's how I met um, my buddy, the clown. Uh, you remember Patrick? He's actually since passed away, tragically, due to heart problems. But um, Wait, he was at Comedian Juice and No in a hospital. Patrick, Patrick uh, Clown used to run the shows? Yeah, they used at, to do the shows. Yeah, he Burton passed away. Um, yeah, he passed away from a heart problem I didn't know that. a couple when of years were, ago. Oh, Jesus. I don't know that. Uh, it was relatively recent, unfortunately. Um, he just sent me a text. I'm <laughs> so Patrick. Going in for uh, an operation tomorrow could be the big one. <laughs> if I don't see you again, I love you. And he didn't come and out? And he sent it like late at night. I'm like, what? And then I just get like a, an email from his son like, yeah, my dad died last night. Oh, my you know, God. At the sur- yeah, it was terrible. That's a shame. But, but you know how I met him? He was at Comedians You Should Know in a mm-hmm. hospital gown. Yeah. He had broken out of a hospital. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will to say, attend I, a live comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> that's and awesome. that's where they look good, if you're sitting on a bar stool. <laughs> yes, outside, the bracelet always looks good. You know, the, yeah. not, uh, what's not good the next day is the nightclub, like, you know, uh, Cover charge yes. for bracelet, you know. Mm-hmm. But what is good yeah. is the hospital bracelet with your name <laughs> on it. That's it. Yeah. That's a story you got there. Yeah. And if there is one thing I do regret about my entire two week hospital stay, and you gave me the uh, suggestion um, 
to do a little bit of content, not a, quite a show, but give out for my yeah. other for my other show, which I give out, uh, you know, football picks and Super Bowl, you know, uh-huh. whatever. My bottom line bomb show. I should have leaned in and given out my picks for the Super Bowl while hooked up the hospital machines in the gown because, like you said, who, who's not going to pay attention to the tout, you know, who's damn near death in a hospital? <laughs> I mean, these- that looks like a guy whose whole life has been gambling, and he's paying, the, the right. piper has called, yeah. and he is he is paying that debt now, but he looks like a guy who knows what he's yeah, talking still about. still play it up. Take these picks right to my veins, and like, looking at the screen. I tell you what else isn't looking good in the near future. <laughs> San Francisco's run defense. We should totally do that. Yeah. I don't know how expensive that would be to stage, but that yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Speaking well, of amazing, uh, see, yeah, let's get into this. Yeah, story. I'm glad you're back on your feet. You look good. Dang. Um, but yeah, speaking of hospitals and stays, um, you know, for a while. The Blackout Diaries was hosted at the Hi Hat Club, mm-hmm. which was owned by both our buddies, Mike Polino, yeah. who's a crazy man. Crazy man. And uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to play a couple stories. We're not going to interview one today, but we're going to uh, play a couple stories from some past uh, non-comics who have done the show all around hospital mm-hmm. stays. And this is a hilarious story that he told one night at the Hi Hat Club where he tried to uh, get out of um, – he didn't want to be caught for cheating – and he mm-hmm. came up with an overly elaborate plan that ended with him in the hospital. With, ended up with him in the hospital. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, without that further brew, let's hear from Michael Polino. I worked all day, that's why I'm dressed like a fancy lesbian. <laughs> So anyway, like, I, you know, I, I work at a bar, uh, and uh, one night I picked up a shift, and uh, I worked, got shithouse drunk behind the bar. And the next day, I'm, you know, super hungover, and uh, going through my tips, and there's, like, a phone number on this paper, and it says, like, let's hang out, like, underlined with Rick's information, I'm like, who the fuck's phone number is this? I don't know what the fuck this is about. So out of curiosity, because I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this is, I, I call the phone number, and I'm like... Hey, this is Mike. You still want to hang out? And they're like, they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, oh, so I'm like, who who is this? I I find your phone number. Like, it says you want to hang out. Let's hang out, you know. And this totally androgynous voice answers the phone. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's uh, like it was, it was like Lindsay or Pat. I don't fucking remember. And uh, I'm like, yeah, let's hang out. Like, well, we're going to Carol's later. At like ten. You want to come? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go to Carol's and then fucking Hillbilly Bar down the street. It's great. Uh, they're open at four, which is a reasonable hour to be open till. Um, so I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll be there. So like, I'm out, and uh, I get there, and there's like this, this chick. Yeah, all right. She's just a regular fucking person, you know? Because every woman is beautiful, you know? Whatever. And, uh, <laughs> so we're hanging out. There's all these people, and like they're all nice, and we're hanging out. And I'm an alcoholic, so I keep drinking, and I'm like, we're drinking and talking and bullshitting, whatever. Everybody else leaves, except me and this, this, uh, Lindsay, Pat, Sam, whatever the chick. And, um, alright, so we're talking, and like, you know, I make it clear in conversation I have a girlfriend, because I used to date, I, I, I just got like a 12 year relationship with this horrible, you know, brutal, and she's Irish, so you know what I mean, like, fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a nice guy, but, you know, <laughs> People fucking are awful, you know. Like, uh, anyway, but you're very handsome and nice, so whatever, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, like, I make it clear in the conversation that like I have a girlfriend, like so that way it's like I'm not trying to, you know, it's not a thing. 
And, uh, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, I understand. Like, whatever, I'm seeing it. Cool, so we can just talk like people. So we're talking and drinking and talking and drinking. And uh, she fucking tackles me out of my fucking bar stool, like, backwards. Like, and I hit my head on the fucking floor. Like, and I'm bleeding a little bit. Like, not a lot. Like, not, like, bleeding. But, like, it's kind of damp back there, you know? I don't get thrown out of the bar. Like, nothing happens, because Carol's is a really reasonable, responsible joint. And, uh, so whatever. And, uh, you know, so I give everyone some money. You know, like, all right, let's not do that again. You know, we go back to, like, regular conversation. And, uh, <laughs> and so we're talking. And then she, like, jumps on my stool again, like, straddles me. Like, the same thing before, but more successful, without me cracking my fucking head on the floor. And, uh, like, just vampires my fucking neck. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, like, all right, you're really nice. I actually have to meet a guy, like, whatever. We're so fucking loaded. So I gotta go. So we leave. I get my friends. We get more drunk. I crashed my friend Spike's house, so I wake up and it, it, you know, on his fucking couch, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I've been working like three hours, you know? So I, like, Febreze myself and go in his bathroom and, like, finger-brush my teeth, and look at this giant fucking black hickey on my fucking neck, you know? Like, just, like, just like high school fucking disgusting hickey, you know? And I'm like, fuck, I ain't been working like an hour, what am I gonna do? So, like, it, I, I Google how to get rid of a hickey, you know? And there's a bunch of shit, you know? You know, and so I, uh, I, you know, I'm like, all right, so I put a spoon in the freezer, I go to, you know, and I try that, it just makes it worse, like a chemical burn on my neck, you know, <laughs> like my skin just got larger and started falling off, it was really gross, and kind of hurt, so, <laughs> so I go to CVS, and I go to work, I bought some whitening toothpaste, because they like the whitening toothpaste, so let's get rid of it, it didn't fucking work. I bought some makeup, didn't match the fuck at all. I spent $30 in fucking makeup. And like 11 o'clock in the morning on a fucking Tuesday, and like this fucking reeking of whiskey and shame. And uh, like buy this fucking makeup. And this like old lady, it's always an old lady. You buy condoms or makeup when you're drunk, it's always a fucking old lady by the Whatever. So it doesn't even fucking match my skin. I'm like, what the fuck? My ex, my, my, my ex was just insane. Like, I would do nothing and, and like just get in trouble, you know? Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> you don't do anything wrong. And they're like, I just really, I went, I went to the library, and it smelled like flowers there. It's not, I didn't fuck anybody. Whatever. Uh, so I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to get my dick cut off. So I'm like, i got to fix this. And at the time, you know, I worked in Uptown. And at the time, they were doing some work on the Uptown Theater. You know, a big, fancy old theater that's been closed for fuck forever. Uh... And there was, like, a lot of rats running around all the time. The whole neighborhood. You know, like, we'd occasionally... One time, I, so I go to work, and uh, there's a rat on top of the fucking bar. And it, it was about the size of a coyote. You know? I walk in, I'm fucking hungover spot, and I go behind the bar, and I look over, and there's a rat, like, you know, over the green mill, anybody? Right. The bar is kind of shaped like this, right? So I walk in, I'm hungover as fuck, and there's two beer taps. I look over, I'm the front of the bar over here, and there's a, the, the bend of the beer tap over here. I look over, and there's this fucking rat. Like the size of Sonny Corleone's cock. Like this fucking rat. Right? And I'm like, what? And it just like, it like looks up at me and turns and like goes to Gallup, but like Fred Flintstone, like fucking, you know, whatever in the bar. I'm like, ugh. I knock over like every glass in the fucking bar. And like jump on top of the bar and it jumps on the floor and you know like and it had like a fucking cigar at the top and it was fucking terrible. So you know whatever, I the bar. I actually I still have like a spear behind the bar for because I haven't guessed. Whatever. So there's the whole neighborhood was like overrun by fucking rats. So I'm like, alright, my excuse is I'm gonna I'm gonna bruise myself up 
and say that I saw a rat. No, uh, so I'm going to say that I saw a rat and fell down the stairs, down the trap door, because it's like a really fucked up like, stairway, trap door, what the fuck ever. I'm a drunk. I fall down, bruise myself. Um, but plan doesn't sound like I fell on the trap door, and I saw a rat fall down and hurt myself. So, I didn't actually fall on the trap door, so I, uh, I have this one idiot regular who's jackass, whatever. Um, and I convinced one of the waitresses and this guy. I'm like, all right, so, so Susan, not a real name. Uh, we have a oh, we have a hockey stick for throws and for you know whatever. Yeah, we have a hockey stick for stuff. Um, and so I convinced the waitress. I'm like, I need you to beat the fuck out of me with this hockey stick, <laughs> so I can say I fell on the stairs. <laughs> and I convinced this guy. I'm like, are you gonna take this like this this butt of the screwdriver and like beat me in the face? So I can like. I, like, clearly I fell down the stairs, you know? <laughs> so, I got the way just to beat fucking with a hockey stick, and, uh, the guy in the face. I got this fucking bruise, like, uh, you know, just like, like this fucking big on my fucking black. Just fucking black, you know? And, like, uh, beat the fuck out of me, and I'm, I'm driving home, slapping myself across the face, like, sister, daughter, sister, daughter. Right to the stairs, whatever. <laughs> Nothing happens, like, totally, totally in the clear, because whatever, and, uh, I mean, like, you know, that's, that's whatever, that's, that's the fucking story, that's what happened, uh, I'm an alcoholic and an asshole, it happened, and, uh, like, no, no residual things, like, I totally got out of it, um, in retrospect, I probably should have just told the truth and got out of the situation, just <laughs> avoid the beating. But uh, instead I didn't, I'd get in trouble and just wasted like five more years of my life. Um, and uh, all, the only residual effect I have is like, you know, I have this huge bruise, like still my right leg goes numb whenever I sit in the toilet now. That's <laughs> <laughs> about it, this is a good story. And we're back on the Blackout Diaries. That was hilarious. Michael Polino with a. Uh, <laughs> I like a good scam, so you. you, you You've heard that story, but you see that story like in mob movies a lot, like or like you know, like but yes. it's usually with a robbery, like you know what I mean, like hey, if you're gonna rob my truck, to be, I can't, you know, I got to, I got to act like I can put up a fight, you know? Can you scrape me yeah. up a bit, you know? Like it's usually yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not to get usually of, you're talking to a villain who right. will happily, <laughs> happily punch you, exactly, not like, a coworker, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like okay, if you want, it, you know, that's what you want, and it's for something like that, so they don't get fired from their job. Yeah. Not to get out because of a hickey and make it much worse into a <laughs> hospital. And I think you were saying, obviously, it's there, but but uh, um, shockingly, that both relationships did not work out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, uh, I mean, know. it's hilarious. And he he was always fighting with his girlfriend at the time. Anyways, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that maybe that's what hatched the plan. He was already, I mean, like he only knew violence. You know, yep. not that he and his girlfriend physically fighted. No, they no, were just no, no. always arguing. Yeah. yeah, they were they were the, the extremes. They were, <laughs> they were <laughs> one edge or the other, um, and that usually ends up in the hospital. Sean, of course, you are no stranger to the hospital. And I just uh, no. Got out of there. You got to sign a lot of information, a lot of confirming of birth dates there, and um, just uh, I've been there a lot myself. Yep. Um, and I always fuck up 
the uh, the record keeping aspect of it. And I, I actually come from a long line of that. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I, I think it's in my book. It is in my book. Um, but um, my family was at the hospital so often and our lives were so chaotic. I mean, it was six kids in about eight years mm-hmm. that uh, we celebrated my brother Paul's birthday on the wrong day for eight <laughs> years of his life. <laughs> And he broke his arm, and we went into the hospital. My, uh, we take him into the hospital, and you know you have to like verify his identity before checking. Yeah, sure. And my dad's like, oh, yep, yep. Paul Flannery, uh, March twenty uh, fourth, uh, nineteen eighty two, or whatever it is. Like, yeah, nah, I'm not finding him. You know, like we don't have. He's like, well, he was born in this very hospital. You know, I would hope you have a record of him. Yeah. I mean, he's here, clear as day. And like, I'm not fine. That I'm not. And then like a few minutes later, we got a Paul Flannery born to a Brian and Sheila. That's my parents. Right. But they're, I mean, he's four months older <laughs> than this one. Four months. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it wasn't off by a day or two. Like a completely different astrological sign. Right. I mean, like, like very different. That's incredible. Um, so and we always joke about how when he comes out, he's like, guys, I'm a year older. And uh, what that sounded like to everyone in that waiting room, that a kid happily comes out in a cast announcing he's a year right. older now. What the hell did he have? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in your it's in your genes because we famously, because our birthdays are a day apart. We always get them confused yes. together. I think, and um, and, I, and I get it. We have that same like attitude. Like the, the details aren't important. If you get the general, they're not this, right. And I believe this is the natural state of humanity. It's only like all these birthday reminder inventions are all modern. You, you know, like Facebook and the reminders yes, and everything. The Facebook remind. I mean, I know I know way too many people's birth different birthdays that whatever <laughs> because of fucking Facebook. You know, I've taken by it off of it, and then then sometimes it's funny. You're random peoples will pop up in your phone calendars and you can't get rid of it. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, that like, is true. You're like some old high school buddy. Like, I can't get... How? Why am I being reminded every year? Or when you when you create a contact, like one of the first screens is, what's his birthday? Yeah, what like, his birthday? Did you imagine meeting like a business associate? Like, oh, you know, I love I love what you're doing yeah. in the logistics uh, space. <laughs> Let me add you right here. What's your birthday, Fred? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are you a Pisces? Yeah, I don't think this business is going to work out. <laughs> But and I'm terrible about all that, and it's 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 a real problem when you have kids. Like mm-hmm. whenever I go to the pharmacist, yeah, uh, the, I'll be like, yeah, I'm picking up something for Jacqueline Flannery. Birth. They'll be, like, yeah, they're like, what's his date of birth? And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, I'm more of a street address dad. Okay, right. like I don't, uh, I can verify that way. Or then they'll be like, well, what are you picking up? And I'm like, well, I don't know what it's called. Right. You know, I don't know. I mean, I can tell you what's wrong with them. I live with the guy, but I. I I don't know I'm, I'm pick, what what it actually. Yeah, I'm is called. picking up more of the same. I don't know whatever <laughs> whatever's in that computer. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's caused all kinds of issues, and it recently caused one when my daughter thought she broke her wrist. She was on a trampoline. Take her into the hospital, and they're like, "What's her birthday?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And like, well, we can't see her if we. I'm October 21st, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay, thank you," and um. We, we go in and the doctor comes in and um, he's like, oh, good news. Uh, it's not broken. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, great. Yeah. I'm great. What? And I'm like, what's the bad news then? <laughs> he's like, oh, you, you haven't heard about the discharge problem? And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm going to let the nurses explain that. And then he just leaves. <laughs> 
<laughs> Always a good sign. So they come, they come in and they're like, yeah, you told us the wrong birthday for our daughter, your daughter. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Fix it. Fair. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I told you I wasn't sure. You know, <laughs> you had an eraser? Because like, <laughs> it's the same lady. Yeah, exactly. It's the same lady. She's like, well, we looked it up, but it's the wrong one. Um, You know, and um, and I'm like, well, why didn't you just look it up in the first place? Like, no. I told you I didn't know. Like, if you have a system that tells you, why didn't you just use that one, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyways, like, at first they were like, it was going to be a discharge problem because they didn't even think I was her father, you know. And <laughs> okay. that's always funny too because sure. they they have to take her aside. I you know I don't you've never been in this situation, but I know other parents where like something's happened right. and a, like a cop or somebody has to take them aside, like yeah. they've been lost or something. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, this is this plan obviously wasn't developed by a parent because any parent knows this could go anyway. <laughs> like my, my daughter is crazy. I don't know what she's going to say to this. Oh, they take the kid to the side and say, is this, They take is the kid to the okay? side. Like, yeah, do you yeah. feel safe with him? Is he really your dad? Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. on and so forth. The core is just laughing. Like, she's laughing right. at the top of his lungs about this. So, so it, like, it's not a discharge problem, thankfully, but they're like, oh, by the way, if she ever needs to come back to this hospital, even as an adult, she's going to have to bring um, her birth certificate and social security what? card. <laughs> or now that her, I'm like, well, why don't we just use the wrong birthday at this hospital? Yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep using the birthday. <laughs> She's an April She's baby. She's like, here. well, I guess that would work, you know. Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> different identities for different illnesses across the town. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the born identity where you have like different, yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you got to go on the lamb, different names, different identities at different hospitals. Oh, man. That's amazing. That's also how I ended up with the, the one time I had to spend the night in, overnight in the hospitals when I um, I was having chest pains. Mm-hmm. It, it turned out uh, I, it was a, uh, they did find out what was wrong with me. It's nerve damage in my one shoulder okay. that like sometimes sends like a shooting pain down my arm and across my chest. Mm-hmm. It, it's not even a pain. It's more um, it feels like when you hit your funny bone, yeah, it's like a, it, it's, it's like that. It's a, it's a jolt. It's a, it's a jarring yeah, it's jolt. A, yes. Thank yeah. you. So, And that is kind of how I explained it. And they're like, well, well, you know, at first, like, that sounds, you know, let we do an EKG. My heart thing's fine. And they're like, you know, that, technically that's not how any heart issues are supposed to be on the arm anyways. Yeah. So I guess, unbeknownst to me, they're like, stroke test them. Mm-hmm. So they go in. They're like, what day is it? I'm like, I don't know. They're like, try and guess. I just, like, I just threw out a money. Like, I, you know, like, that, that isn't something. I mean, this was during lockdown. Like, I, time had no meaning to me. Apparently, I was off on that. They then asked me, and this, this I stand by was an impossible question. Uh-huh. They then asked me to name um, the doctor and the nurse I've just met. Wow. Like, their actual names. On. I mean, that, that exactly. that's entrapment almost. That's just set up to fail. <laughs> Thank you. What's my name? Put, so I, put your chart down. What's my name? I bet you don't even know that. What I, but I didn't know I was being stroke test, so I just made up names. <laughs> so I get that wrong. I was just going to say, just coming into this story, I'm giving you a 50-50 chance of passing a stroke test. 100% healthy. <laughs> you, have so stro- you have stroke I realize something's up. Is. So I'm like, they're acting a little weird, but I didn't think something was up until I must have gotten like the, okay, he's failed the yeah. um, high functioning part brain. Mm-hmm. Let's see if his brain's even alive now. Then they hold up like a, like a flash card of like a pig and they're like, <laughs> what is this animal? <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, what's going on now? I was going to say, you're kind of like, uh, 
Someone being interrogated by the police, and you're realizing, wait a minute, am I a suspect here? I thought I was, yeah. I thought I was helping you, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. clear my name or whatever. But you, you think I did this, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you want to hold me here, don't right. you? I'm not getting out of here now. Yeah. Name a pig. That's amazing. And they would do that. I had, to, they had to stroke test me um, every like four hours, which sucks. So they would wake me up. Oh. And give me a flash card. It would be like like um, it would be like a mountain. Like, what what are you looking at right now? <laughs> They'd wake you up to a flash card. <laughs> okay, don't talk out of the side of your mouth this time. What which one is this? <laughs> and then they're like, they're like you're, you you. I would answer that. You're like you're doing great. Oh. You're doing like they would act like like, like as though. I'm like recovering. I'm like, do you guys understand? I do security software for a living. Like, like I like sure like you the mind. Do. I never came here for the mind. Right, the sure. mind is chip shape. <laughs> sure you do. I'm sure it's a very yeah. That's how they're reacting. Job. That sounds yeah. very interesting. <laughs> that was their tone with me. Um. So, so yeah, it was. Um, so you passed that, it. That is not. I eventually passed it. They got me. It was another mutual discharge. Yeah. Like, okay, he's passed for 24 hours. The, the guy clearly has issues, but they have nothing to do. <laughs> There's nothing we can help with. <laughs> That's why you need the. I'm never going to go to the hospital alone anymore. You need mm-hmm. you need a wife with you. you yeah, need, for and, sure. And that is how they talk to me. When the two of us are together, yes, they're just like. Uh, you, sir, uh, you can just go wait in the lobby room. I'm, I'd like to talk to somebody who's actually capable of remembering details. I will say, I think the one of the, one of the other reasons why I think I was just in there for so long is because they just didn't feel safe discharging me to go home by myself. Now, like you, so you live alone, like as a, as a man. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, I'm, yeah, like yeah, I'm recently separated, but like, I, I don't, I, I don't even feel safe telling you what's going on with you. I need a wife. I need somebody. <laughs> I need some kind of woman. I don't. We don't you trust a any sister. It, you got a cleaning yeah. lady you yeah. got a cleaning lady that could come <laughs> right. here well, you could pay her and uh yeah you know but we're we're not they're like well, what are you they're like, mean, what are you gonna do for food what about i'm like what if i mean yeah. like what did i do before this what do you mean like i don't i don't, I don't trust you to be able to live by yourself yeah <laughs> like hey you know you are the one who got yourself in here in the first yeah, place that's you true. know so right. uh, yeah yeah <laughs> they, they do have a good point with that <laughs> it was a, i don't know if it was you who was telling somebody was telling me this recently I can't remember if you heard this while you were in the hospital or somebody else heard this, but apparently ER um, doctors and nurses, like everyone comes in and it nine times out of 10, it's not as ser- The problem isn't as serious as they think. Mm-hmm. So their default posture is like, we got to run all our tests, but I'm not going to worry about it until I see something that shows me otherwise. Yeah. But apparently when you say, my wife is making me come in. The doctor's <laughs> like, this guy's about to fucking die. <laughs> and they like do code red stuff. That's funny. Because they're like, all right, like wh- like if, if the wife yeah, is yeah, putting yeah. the foot down, right. like he's been sick for weeks <laughs> and has been refusing to go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I needed it. I needed it. Um an x-ray to be my wife basically like oh jesus <laughs> all right admit him in this has been way too long <laughs> well cj yeah. uh before we get to our final story mm-hmm. another thing that is very interesting about hospitals is how overcrowded they are especially in cities yeah due to drunk people yeah i don't know if you noticed that maybe because you got all the way out to like a good one you didn't uh sure see this and it definitely depends on the hour I, w- I went in during the afternoon i know if it was like at night i just wouldn't have done it i'm like i'll just gonna ride this out at home because <laughs> during drunk hours the emergency room forget i mean forget it 
<laughs> yeah. This is this is an article in The Guardian about how drunks have so overcrowded certain mm-hmm. hospitals in London and more importantly, the ambulances that take them there, like when people pass out and somebody calls an ambulance on them, that there is now like sometimes a long queue to get an ambulance and they're saying like we can't like we got to come up with a new plan mm. um here is a quote here this kind of misuse of the emergency services has become a huge issue quote a lot of people treat the ambulance like a free cab service said jed <laughs> blezard the directory of emergency services for the northwest ambulance service C- citing a man in manchester who, who rang to ask if he could book an ambulance for an 11 11 45 in case he needed to he that's needed hilarious. one due to drinking too much that's so he hilarious. enters a bar and he tries to book like an uber that's hilarious <laughs> that's what cheap and free health care gets you you know what i mean yeah that's, that's, that's this not is like a conservative's problem, right? wet dream when we say we want to exactly that's not <laughs> we want a public problem an ambulance is like eight thousand dollars here yeah exactly um, <laughs> that is amazing booking up ambulance for the future <laughs> so what do they do about it well, this is so. Hey, I, I like these people. Now, this isn't the official response, but they're interviewing a lot of uh, ambulance drivers and cab drivers, and they're saying the problem is basically that London's getting too soft, and we're just not letting these people sleep it off in private. You, I agree you know, with and that. we're yeah, calling absolutely. everyone. Stop calling! Stop calling these drunks in. Yeah, like let me <laughs> let me be, and then because then they wake up in there and they're upset. Whoa, you're wasting yeah, our now time. They gotta- hey, you think I want to be here? <laughs> just as upset as you exactly i was kidnapped (laughs) uh dave hanley a black cab driver in liverpool is working what will be his fifth new year's eve this article all was interviewing people on new year's eve as it happens Mm. i've become a bleeding ambulance service over the past few years for drunk people who've lost the plot he says (laughs) we drive towards the hospital i've literally had to scrape people up off pavement and carry them to the hossy doors he recalls one incident where he was hailed by a girl sitting outside a pub. She was absolutely hammered and started throwing up. She was too drunk to tell me her address, and she seemed in a really bad way. I just took her to the A&E as she wouldn't have anywhere else to go. It's always the same. Early on, they all came, come in me cab looking a million dollars with bottles of bubbly in their hands, and then after midnight, they're falling over themselves, getting into fights, and I got to take them to the hospital. <laughs> So this is interesting, you know. So they they have a problem here, CJ, and they've come up with an initiative. They are okay. creating almost. Well, here let me, I'll I'll have them. I was going to say the black, the, the, the black the black cab service. That's what we got in Northern Ireland, right? With our tour guide who was for uh, the best. Absolutely. I mean, they're almost so large. You you could do uh, like uh, medical services in there. Like yeah. you could do like an emergency tracheotomy, like whatever needed to be absolutely. done in there. Absolutely, they're full service. Several initiatives have sprung up over the past few years to provide temporary shelter for the intoxicated who are only in need of minor attention. So the issue is they don't want these drunk people to go to the hospital. They want them to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. This would allow the hospital to concentrate on more pressing cases. In Kadroff City Center, which is, I guess, where a lot of these drunk people are being picked up. It's like where all the bars are. A chapel has been given to a, a team of nurses and street pastors on Friday and Saturday nights over the past few years to care for those found drunk on the streets. <laughs> it is known as the drunk take. <laughs> it could take up to 10 patients and is equipped with showers, beds, and health professionals. Yeah, you get a grilled cheese in there. You get dr- dr- drunken cures. <laughs> yeah. I love that plaid, you know, like, right. you, you know, you need an intermediate. It's like urgent care for drunks instead of like sending them to a full-fledged yeah, hospital. Yeah, don't go to the full-fledged hospital. Like, like the little uh, side shot, like the, the guest house, if they will, the shanty of just fucking the absolute drunk tank. 
My only fear would be it sounds like the kind of thing that's going to be sneaky religious when I like. I'm sure if I'm drunk, I'm like, I, listen, I don't want some guy pe- preaching a blue streak at me. Oh, know, of course, no up. doubt. I mean, if you that's what you get when you get a volunteer. You know, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna have to hear the pro- <laughs> you're gonna have to hear the propaganda <laughs> and uh, the way of the Lord. Although I, I could ignore that. I mean, I went to a cat. I went to Catholic grade school, high school, and church. You know, I, I know how to tune that out. Yeah, absolutely. Well. I can tune that out, and I did it uh, as well. And uh, I know they're the uh, they were the biggest bar on campus anyway. Those that that profession <laughs> where, where the priests are. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like a, that's like a, it's like a timeshare you have to suffer suffer through. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just got to listen to the spiel, mm-hmm. and just get, then you, just you get, get through your cookies, it and you get, your shower, yeah, you move you get on. Free, and you get free treatment, and you're good, good as new. That's all. I love this plan. I think we should do it in Chicago and other places. Mm-hmm. Um, so our final recorded story, which was also recorded at the High Hat, this is actually the mm-hmm. Bouncer Dave yes. talking about a, but, a buddy of his. His name that he went by was Captain Addict. Captain Addict. Um, Captain Addict, as in Addicted. <laughs> <laughs> this dude parties like no one I've ever heard. That's this per- this amazing, person sounds like man. a cartoon, or he, he looks like the way uh, somebody parties in in like government PSAs. So Perfect. we'll hear from Dave, the bouncer from the old hi hat club, Captain Ad. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. So this is a an interesting story that uh, happened quite a few years ago. It was uh, in a town called Totnes which is in the southwest of England. And it was one of those study abroad programs where you all show up and you don't really get to pick the people you're with and you're just stuck with them for four months of drinking. Well, this was a a fairy tale location. I mean, there's castles, rolling meadows, forests with paths that go to pubs, and in come six fucking assholes who are... Thanks. Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. And uh, six, six fucking assholes from America. And then kind of the, uh, the main character of this story, Captain Addiction. Now, let me give you some backstory on him. He, as a child, had a sleepover party, and they decided to sleep on the roof of a house. He fell off the roof and crushed his trachea. So he had one of, it wasn't a voice box per se, it was more of a, just a little, uh, like a thing that stuck out that he breathes through, which he decided to modify with a hacksaw so it didn't look so big. So he cut it in half, which is kind of strange, but he wore necklaces so it didn't look so bad. Anyway, (laughs) he had this horrible, I mean, he crushed his trachea. So he had this fucking really fucked up voice. But the problem with this modification was when he would tell these stories, it, the filter that was in there would get wet. So it'd be like, Dave, order me another beer. Ha! And it'd, it'd sound like a duck. Like this. Ha! So anyway, he would also drink. A double whiskey with every beer, every beer he had. So I'm having six beers. He's having six beers and a double whiskey each time. So he's always blackout drunk, always crazy, always sounding like a duck. <laughs> it was very hard to take. Anyway, we get back from London after, you know, a weekend of drinking. 
this leads into the main part of the story, Captain Addiction and his serious problem with alcohol. So it's the 4th of July, not the most popular holiday in England. Uh, and we've been there for a few months. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm buying a couple cases of Budweiser, Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, a fucking grill, and we're going to do this motherfucking party up. So we're walking through this footed fucking like path through the forest, and it's beautiful, and we're stopping, and I'm shotgunning beers. Does anybody know what that is, shotgunning beers? Okay, good. If you don't, basically you stick a pen in a beer, and you put it up, and you chug it, and it goes down your throat in a few seconds. Dave was just asked by the audience, why don't you show us what it is? Dave has decided to shotgun a beer on stage. I guess I could do that. I haven't done one of this. It's been a, it's been about a decade. There we go. All right. Let's try it. So, yeah, that's how you shotgun a beer. Anyway. So Captain Addiction sees me shotgunning a beer, and he's never fucking done it before. So I, I show him how to do it. I'm like, yeah, you know, you just jab it with a pen, you fucking shotgun it, stick it up your mouth. So Captain Addiction goes to shotgun this beer, and everything seems to be going okay. And then it doesn't go okay. Things start falling, like, he's just drooling, and he starts turning blue, and I'm like, what, what's, what's fucking happening here? Because, I mean, I just did 12 in a row, and I'm okay. But what I didn't realize is that the whole trachea thing that he's got, he's basically drowning because he breathes through his throat. So, we're sitting there, and Animal and Keith, Kit, and Ruben look at me like I know what to do. I'm not a fucking trained medical professional here. The dude is drowning in Budweiser. And he falls to his knees while turning blue. And then we hear this weird noise, like a gurgle. And his modified fucking throat contraption blows off his throat. It's like, bam! And it shoots like fucking 10 feet. And there's this fucking stream of beer shooting out of his throat. Like he's fucking pissing out of his throat. And he fucking falls forward and bashes his fucking skull on the pavement. And I think he's fucking dead. Because that's what it looked like. So we're standing there like, oh shit, dude. You just killed Captain Addiction. No fucking way. The dude fell off a house and lived, man. Like, this is fucking unreal. Fucking serious? So he fucking gets up after like a few minutes of just laying there and we're standing around. And he goes, I think I did something wrong. <laughs> so, so he's fucking... He's covered in his own beer snot mixture. 
of fucking hole in his throat with a bleeding forehead. I'll be right back. I'm like, okay, cool, man. That's cool. Whatever. So we're thinking he's going to go change his shirt. I don't know. Maybe clean his fucking face off. Fix his throat thing. He fucking comes out with a goddamn bottle of whiskey. We proceed to drink the entire thing and black out. And that's all I remember of that story. All right, we're back, and that was Captain Addicts with a great <laughs> story about perseverance, not letting illnesses stopping you from being an absolute <laughs> drunken debacle. And that story happened in England as well. Yeah. Uh, so it could be another case of socialized medicine leads to people partying too hard. I would say that they're... Um, I've, I would say they're better drinkers than Americans, but they have a lot more history. They got like a lot more, you know, they go back yes. longer. They got, we're still catching up. We're only a couple hundred years old. You know what I mean? Like they go back thousands and thousands of years. And, uh, and their their cities are small and were designed around the pub. Right. You know, whereas we have to drive everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So it, it's, yeah, they, they're just, um, yeah, it's like a. It's almost like we're an expansion franchise, you know, <laughs> right. and they've already been yeah. they've they've already won 10 Super Bowls and they know what they're yeah, doing. But we're making noise. We're coming up, you know, yeah. we're uh, <laughs> we're Jacksonville. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get we're, yeah. we make a few splashes. But uh, yeah, we, it's hard to fight history. Anyway, that's going to do it for our hospital show. Uh, make sure to follow us on all the socials on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm CJ Sullivan was taken CJ Sullivan underscore on X. Or whatever. Uh, follow my other uh, podcast, The Bottom Line Bombs, with CJ Sullivan, the man in a box where I give out uh, uh, picks with bits for tobacco use only. And I know, uh, Sean, <laughs> <laughs> you, besides your book, which you're still going on a great book tour, um, we have Blackout Diary News, besides the live show every Friday at the Lincoln Lodge. Um, you are just out here in Los Angeles. Yes. To kick off the debut of the LA Blackout Diary show. Blackout Diary is now a monthly show in Los Angeles, so mm-hmm. anyone who's listening out there. Uh, first of all, if you came to the show uh, yep. last week, thank you. It was packed. Uh, crowd spilled into the additional room. Uh, absolutely uh, amazing time. Uh, had an absolute blast. Uh, we're going to be the last Sunday of every month now in L.A. That's the time, all in right. In Skid Rokio at a bar called the Esconde. Skid Rokio. <laughs> which is, which is uh, apparently uh, in between Skid Row and Little Tokyo. Okay. So uh, Brian, the bar owner, has dubbed yep. it Skid Rokio. Brian Trainum, old Chicago comedy uh, uh, legend. Um, yeah, it's a very Chicago, aggressively Chicago bar, dive bar. <laughs> it is. In, in Skid Rokio, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I did not make the show, ironically enough, even though you stay with me out here because I'm still... Technically on the men, um, I do it yourself. IV nurse roaming the halls of my building, creeping out all the Instagram models. Um, <laughs> still coming back with that. Uh, but the first show was a smashing success. Is that correct? It was. It was, and we really partied. Yeah, like we I mean. Chicago well, that's partied. What I, mean. in I don't even LA. care how the show went, but it went down yeah. like a blackout diary show should have. It, was just- it went down like a complete blackout diaries. Uh, not debacle, but right. um, it, it wasn't what you would call. Operationally precise. Um, (laughs) A lot of the things we promised we were going to do were thrown out the window. You know, Um, we forgot to ask people for money. (laughs) Forgot that. Forgot to ask for donations. You want to do it again? 
Uh, you forgot if show. you paid money. I know that. I, I was forgot. With you. I, I was with you the next day. The next morning, a lot of it was, okay, does anyone have that owner's number? I want to know if I paid a bar tap. <laughs> <laughs> I found out I double paid that. I did pay it drunk. Double paid Which it you drunk? thought I did. Yeah, for sure. But I was sure. worried I didn't, and I didn't want to look ungrateful well, as somebody who would walk out on, well, a, you on got a bill a free, at my first yeah, show you, with them. Right. You got a free tab, and you were worried that you didn't yeah. tip the bartender on a free tab. And I correct right, and uh, obviously you had no recollection because you, as the show would say, blacked out during it. <laughs> but yeah. I was confident that you did because just through involuntary, um, you know, yes, absolutely, this natural muscle memory, that, muscle memory. There's no way you looked at a, a tab and said zero and said thank you very much. I'll see you next month. <laughs> <laughs> it's cooked up a tip of the hat. That just doesn't happen, you know. Like it's yeah. usually, I'm like, if anything, you definitely overtip something. Um, and I did because I had no cash in my wallet. No cash and in the wallet. I think I must have given it to him, and I know I entered that place with at least a hundred bucks. <laughs> um, so I think I gave it all to the bartender. Is my theory that could have um, happened? And then there was other cash given that you gave the performers. We paid some of the performers. Didn't remember doing that. Paid them again the next day. <laughs> <laughs> So if so, any comics I mean, are listening, this is a fun show to work with. I was just going to say, if any comics listening yeah. and who want to get booked, contact <laughs> us because you might you might still be getting paid. It's like a Bobby Bonilla contract. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll never remember if you got paid or not. So it's just going to keep on coming. It's like a residual checks coming in every month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you were an extra right. on Frasier or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, it's got to be a fun. Fu- I mean, <laughs> and then you finally did contact uh, Brian, the owner. And you're like, "Did I pay the bill? You know, the tip the bartender's really killing me. No idea. <laughs> you know, like, how should I fucking know? <laughs> you know, like he definitely would. Uh, well, did you hear anything from a bartender? Like, hey, that guy just yeah, skipped yeah. me. You know, and I don't like, care. No clue. No yeah, clue. I'm like, you know what? Well, I'm, I'm, let's pay. He should join the group of people. I'm double paying. Yeah. Let's, you know, like, right. you know, just anyone. I'm gonna be like, uh, like, like the way Jimmy the Gent is in Goodfellas. Yeah, Jimmy Two Times. <laughs> just like, like giving right. everybody hundred dollars yeah. for keeping the ice cold. <laughs> in and out. I tip you on the way in, and I tip you on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, and the show is great. Anything, you got anything else going on you want to tell people about, Sean? Uh, no, this will be uh, – well, we are doing also a black – if you're in the Chicagoland area, we are doing our first ever suburban show oh. at Robert's West Side in Forest Park on April 22nd. Uh, that is going to be fun. That's a Thursday night. Um, and uh, all the live shows at the Blackout Diaries are great, but Friday, March – 8th, it's either the 8th or 9th, uh, Adam Burke and I are performing as a duo. Oh! So that'll be a lot of fun, too, uh, telling drinking stories. Together Travel duo. drinking stories. Traveling drinking stories. We talk like- about Ireland and Cleveland. Traveling uh, drinking stories. I like I like the drunk duos. We've done that many a time together because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're both simultaneously great and a debacle. Um, yes, 100%. <laughs> so hopefully you and Burke I mean, Just like drinking tr- plans. I, Abs- I feel like, like like a drinking show should match how you plan things drinking. Yes, so I have faith that you and Burke can keep that time on our tradition alive. <laughs> <laughs> have an absolutely wildly entertaining disaster. Okay. <laughs> That's the goal. Perfect. All right. Well, that's going to make sure you give us a five-star review here on the Blackout Diaries. Mm-hmm. You can write You can write a bad review. Just make sure it's five stars. That's who cares about Just the, put five uh, stars up there. Put it right. on the board. <laughs> tell 50,000 of, yeah, 50, of your friends <laughs> while you're at it. See ya.